Hey, good morning, everybody. This good is morning. Pastor Lenny. Good morning. Oh, you beat me to it. And, and 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 Lori, Pastor Lori, she heads up our our children's ministry, and she is my right hand person. We are so glad to be with you here this morning, and uh, we love and appreciate each and every one of you. We Amen. thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Right? Amen. Very bottom. From for all you do, for your encouraging words. For your 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 beautiful letters, your gifts, your financial blessings to us, we couldn't do it without you. You know, you are God's you are hand God's extended. tool. Right, that's hand good. Extended. You are God's hand extended. You know, for for to blessing and for blessing this ministry. Thank you, and we love you. And you know, Friday we we just mentioned how you can give for those who are looking to, and have been wanting to. Lori's going to let you know how to. Three ways. The first way is to text 845-250-6508. Second way is the website, newlifeministrymhv.org or .com. And the third way is mail, the mail, and the address is New Life Ministry, 841 Route 52, Suite 6, Fishkill, New York, 12524. Boy, that's a lot, isn't it? It is a lot. <laughs> really easy. 841 Route 52, Suite 6. On the website, I mean, even on Facebook, there's just a little button you just press, but it takes you right there. Um I'm I'm enjoying my cup of coffee. I know I know um, sis sis Cindy in in Georgia. She's joining me right right now with a cup of coffee. But this is a special cup of coffee because this is this advertises truest truest construction, <laughs> and this is my son-in-law's business in in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's taking real good care of my daughter, so I figured I'd plug in his business. And you know what? Hopefully, he'll send me a kickback. <laughs> but anyway. This morning, this morning, you know, I used to worry. I used to worry about. I used to worry, right? You did. I used to occasionally. Worry. Occasionally, but you know, when God called me to be a pastor, I, and I remember way back when. That wasn't too long ago, but anyway, uh, start New Life Church. I used to, I used to think, how in the world can I come up with a message every week? One message every week. <laughs> And here we are sharing with you just about every day. And I'm telling you what, I could, I, I, I have enough in me from the Holy Spirit. I could talk for hours, for hours. And every day I depend upon him. How come you're not logged on? Facebook. Oh, yeah, I she forgot. usually logs on so we can see who's on and we can say good morning to everybody. Oh. But anybody, anyway, um, I always depend upon the Holy Spirit and he, he never fails me. He never fails. He always has something fresh and something new. I'll study and I'll prepare as he leads me. But then all of a sudden, at the last minute, he'll give me something new. He'll give me something different. And I like that because it's fresh. And so, so, to, so today, you know, I, I had something in my heart that I w wanted to talk about. But it completely changed. This is, this is why... <laughs> Okay, I was ready this, to take notes. Yeah, so look at my number. Look at my shirt. Seven. Yeah, Godly seven. number. But, so I'm, I'm reaching into my drawer to, to pick out a shirt to wear. And I'm looking for a particular shirt. I'm not looking for this shirt. 
all of a sudden I see this shirt and the Lord says, wear that one. I said, wear this one. Okay. So I put it on. I sit at, you know, the table I'm at now trying, you know, getting ready saying, all right, Lord, I got this shirt on. And he gives me this. <laughs> he leads me to this. I mean, this, this is beautiful because it's right in line with righteousness. It's awesome to hear Jesus, isn't it? Amen. To and to know you we're led. Mm. So I know these words are come from come what we're sharing today, we're led to share, and it's gonna be it's for you. Right. I it's for me, it's for Lori, but I know you're it's for you. Oh, and I'm so excited to know what is going to be happening in your lives. So the number seven, I always, you know. There's numerology. We know numerology, you know, the numbers three, the numbers five, the numbers 10. And, you know, maybe one day we'll talk about numerology, but the number seven. In, in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 14, it's one of my favorite verses. I mean, I have at least 100 favorite verses. You do. But Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14 says, by one sacrifice... He perfected forever, the perfected forever those he sanctified. Mm. So we've been talking about righteousness. So our righteousness, our righteousness means that we are perfect. Number seven. No, number seven. I have to go backwards. <laughs> perfect, perfect, completed, sanctified. The number seven, my mom got it right. My mom, the number seven means perfection and completion, which goes hand in hand with our righteousness. Numbers in biblical times were often symbolic of deeper meanings. The number seven is especially prominent in scripture, appearing over 700 times. It's got to be a little bit more, you know, because when you ever see verse seven... <laughs> Chapter 7. Oh. I'm just joking. <laughs> 700 times. From the seven days of creation to the many sevens in the book of Revelation, the number seven connotes such concepts as completion and perfection, exoneration, and healing, mm. and the fulfillment of promises and oaths. While the Bible abounds with examples of the number seven, we are going to discuss just three. Completion, perfection, exoneration, healing, uh, fulfillment of promises. Is that, is that, does that not sound like the fruit of righteousness? And restoration you just spoke and about. Re and restoration I just spoke about. And God is good. Significance wow. of number seven. Number first, seven. first one we're going to look at completion and perfection. In Scripture, seven often symbolizes completion or perfection. Genesis tells us that God created the heavens and the earth in six days, and on and upon completion, God rested on the seventh day. He rested. Genesis chapter one, verses uh, Genesis one. And chapter 2, I, I don't understand this. Genesis chapter 2, 
Genesis chapter 1, oh, I got it. Genesis chapter 1, and then Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. Sometimes I confuse myself. But we're supposed to be living. We're supposed to be living with God. Do you understand? What day we're supposed to be living in? Today. (laughs) (laughs) She loves when I ask her questions. We're supposed to be living in the present right now, no, today. No, yeah, that's good. Okay. But right now, today, what what day are we supposed to be living in? Oh, the New Testament, the New Covenant. No, what no. day are we supposed to be living in? <laughs> I, I don't know, give me a hint. <laughs> I just said it. <laughs> well, I was thinking... We're supposed to be living in the day of completion, or the day that celebrates completion. Completion. Right? The seventh day, the seventh day of day. rest. We are supposed to be at total rest because we, we have been totally... We have been totally supplied with everything we could ever need. And we have, we have been given dominion over everything we could ever need and everything we, we've never been supplied. You so know, we're supposed to be living I in the day of... Right, so, yeah? You're going to be so happy when I answer right. If you, one day when, when you I'm answer complete. correctly and right, right, I'll, It'll be I won't be able to go on because I'll be like... Dumbfounded. That's right. You'll have to take so I'm over. I'm going to keep you no. guessing forever. Okay. We're supposed to be living in the day of rest. I like that. All right. So, based on this cycle of work and rest, God commands us to also, right? Right? Become complete by entering into his rest. Entering into his rest. The number seven also denotes completion at the crucifixion when Jesus spoke seven statements from the cross at the completion of his earthly duties. He spoke, number one, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He spoke, truly I say to you, to the thief next to him, I say to you this day, you will be with me in paradise. He said to the woman, his mother Mary, looking at her and looking at John, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And then he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And God didn't forsake Jesus. He was fulfilling Psalm 22. And Psalm 22 tells us that you have not abandoned me. So when he said that word, why have you forsaken me? He was letting the people around know that his crucifixion, was in fulfillment of Psalm 22. It was amazing. And then there came number five, I thirst. Number six, finished. 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 Just like day six, remember? Do you understand the significance and the power of of scripture? God completed his work on the sixth day and we're supposed to live in his rest. Wow. Jesus finished, and he said, finished, right? And then it says, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And it says, and he laid his head down. And that word there signifies he laid it to rest. Mm. He was able to now know he can enter into rest because he has fully restored. He's fully redeemed. His offering and his sacrifice has perfected and sanctified us forever. Wow, that's powerful. That's powerful. Significance of seven. We have been made complete and we have been perfected. Now, number two, we're going to talk about. 
significance of number seven is exoneration and healing. We have been exonerated. Wow. We, we have not only been exonerated. Do you understand this? I gotta ask you another question. What? What? Else? No, I won't. I won't do this because you won't know the answer. This is that. You okay. might know. You should know the answer. Okay. Well, but as well as being as well as being exonerated, you know what? I don't know if this is correct. My mom will let me know. She's really smart. She is smart. Very smart. She is. That's you know. That's why my brother's got a doctor degree. I think, and my daughter's my sister. My sister's got a doctor degree. They got it from my mother. She's sharp. Yes. Anyway. Agreed. Me, I'm pr- I'm okay. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. You're- I'm not. I might not be as smart as them. But I got the mind of Christ. You do. Hallelujah. You're, you're perfect. Thank you, huh? Anyway, exon- not only exonerated, but our record, as far as God is concerned, has been expunged. It's, 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 it's expunged. A record against us is nowhere to be found. Mm. It, it doesn't exist. Wow. So... So not only were we exonerated, this is why God says twice in, in Hebrews chapter 8 and Hebrews chapter 10, sins and iniquities, I remember no more. So not only have we been exonerated, the record has been expunged. Is that right, Mom? Let me know. It's been expunged. We've been ex- and, we've, and we've been healed. We've been healed. <laughs> we've been, is it right? We've been healed. And we've been made whole. Hallelujah. The number seven is also linked to exoneration and healing. Deuteronomy tells us that on on every seventh year, the Israelites were to cancel all the debts that they had made with each other and free their slaves. See, the seventh day when Jesus said finished and then went to rest, that was our freedom day. Mm. Our freedom from the law. Of what? The spirit of the the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of Spirit of death. Sin and death. Freed from the law of sin and death. Oh my goodness, that's beautiful. We further see seven's con- connection with exoneration when Peter asked Jesus, How many times are we to forgive each other? And Jesus re- Jesus replies, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70 times seven. That means you just you free. Listen. Don't ask that question anymore, Peter. They offend, you forgive. That's it. Complete. Complete. Complete exoneration. No offense. Just like God and completely expunged. That's amazing. God is so good. That's in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 and 22. And uh, so in the context of healing, the prophet Elisha referenced the number seven when he directed Naaman the leper to bathe in the Jordan River seven times. So again, we see the number seven of... This is amazing. This is amazing. Nathan wasn't Jewish. He wasn't an Israelite. Not only was that prophetic of and symbolic of the number seven, meaning healing, right? Right. But it meant healing, exoneration, healing for the Gentiles. Mm. That was such wow. a picture of grace, and it's often missed. It's often missed. Remember when the mother came to Jesus for her daughter, and 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 Jesus said it's not good to give the, the food, 
the bread to, to, the, bread to, to the dogs or whatever. But she said, but even, even the puppies. puppies eat the scraps off the table. Okay? And Jesus healed her. See, she was a Gentile. And we're getting introduced to grace there. This is for us. The promises of God, the healing of God, the exoneration of God is for us. And grace is depicted in the story of Elijah and Naaman in 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 9 and 10. Moreover, we see a link between seven and healing in the seven, seven healing miracles that Jesus performed on the Sabbath day, on the day of rest. The seventh day. On this day, rest, rest, and be healed. Mm. Rest, rest and receive. Rest and receive. And I remember in Mark, in Mark chapter 1, verse 23 and 26 especially, it was the Sabbath day, and there was a man. And if anyone needs to hear this, hear this. This is the Lord led me to this today. There was a man in the synagogue with a withered hand. Mm -hmm. And it was his left hand, the Bible indicates. It just doesn't say hand, it says left hand. And religion was watching him to see what he would do on the Sabbath day. And Jesus knew and he was angry. So you know what he said to him? Let me ask you a question. Let's talk about the kingdom of God. What's legal and what's lawful in the kingdom of God? Is it legal and lawful to kill or to save? Is it legal or lawful to do bad or to do good in the kingdom of God? So he was, he was not only introducing them into the rest that he really has provided and the healing, he's also letting us know that we belong to the kingdom of God and it is our legal and lawful right. So then he looks, he looks to the man and he calls him over and he says, just stretch out your hand. And as the man did, his hand was restored. That's a beautiful portion of scripture. That not only him, the man possessed by an unclean spirit, Peter's mother-in-law of the fever was healed on the Sabbath. Why didn't you know what? There's things I'm learning about these seven healings on the Sabbath. The woman crippled by the Spirit. Wow. And that's another significant healing. Because here everybody is, and that and that is found in Luke chapter 13, verse 10 and 13. Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 13. Here's a woman that has been has been crippled. Maybe it's a, a severe case of scoliosis. So if there's any of you out there. Scoliosis, this word is for you. Yes. Now, they were looking at him to see if he would heal on the Sabbath again. And the interesting thing, they were all zealous for the law of Moses. Here's Jesus again, getting us ready for grace, separating grace from, Mo from the law of Moses. You have to understand that. We're in the covenant of grace. So he looks at them and he says to them, Ought not this daughter of Moses? Ought not this daughter of Moses be? That's not what he said. Oh, come on, Lori. What did he say? No, don't. Oh, no. This is powerful. This is significant. Oh. 
Because what did they always say to him? We're disciples of Moses. We follow Moses. So what did Jesus say to them? Come on. He said, ought not this daughter of Abraham. Abraham was under the covenant of grace. This is powerful, guys. Oh, the man with the abnormal swelling of the body. body. Luke chapter 14, verses 1 through 4. A lame man by the pool of Bethesda. I never knew that was on the Sabbath. Or I might have read it, but I've forgotten it. And the, and the man born blind in John chapter 9, verse 1 through 7. So the significance of seven, perfection, sanctification, which, which is a fruit of our righteousness. Again, exoneration and healing, the number seven shows us. The significance of the number seven. That's why you had me wear this today. And I'm wearing it all day. To remind me, perfect, complete, perfect, complete, perfect, complete, perfect, and complete. Significance of the number seven, because of righteousness, fulfillment of promises and oaths. The number seven also frequently accompanies the fulfillment of promises or oaths. In fact, the Hebrew word for swearing and oath, Shabbat, in the Hebrew word, is the Hebrew word for seven. Oh my gosh. I knew I liked that number. <clears throat> Numbers chapter 20, verse, Numbers chapter 13, verse 27, Numbers chapter 27, verse 13. I'm not sure what it is. But it says, man, it, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he not spoken? And will he not do? And has he not said it? And will he not perform? Wow. This is amazing, and this is wonderful, and this is beautiful. The book of Joshua gives us another example of seven's correlation with promises. There, God promised Joshua that he'd bring down the fortified walls of Jericho if Joshua and his army marched around the city once for six days and seven times on the seventh day, with seven priests blowing seven trumpets, after Joshua followed the Lord's commands exactly, the walls of Jericho fell, just as the Lord had promised. Seven times, seven priests, seven horns. What is he saying? What is he saying? The significance of the number seven is the fulfillment of the promises. And how are those promises brought to being in your life? Of course, they're fruits of righteousness. But number seven, number seven, number seven. Rest, 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 and receive. Amen. So listen, I hope, I hope this little turnaround blessed you this morning. Definitely did. Me. Yeah. You got something out of it this morning? I got, I got something out of it this morning. Perfection. Perfection. You know, we love you. We're praying for you. You know, Jessica, I don't even know that I should pray for you anymore. So I'm not going to pray for you, Jessica, anymore. I'm just going to thank, thank God for thank. you. I'm going to thank God yeah. for what he's done in your life. Healed and whole and victorious. Alzada, healed and whole and victorious. Thank God for what he's done in your life. Praise him. Brett. Praise him for what he's done in your legs, Amen. healed and whole. You know, I, I look at my, my mother, how wonderful she's doing, you know, 
and my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. I mean, God is amazing. Strength and vigor. That's what he, you know, Moses was 110 years old when he climbed up into the mountains. We don't know if he really died or not. But he said he was 110 years old and he was filled with vigor. And there was no dimness in his eyesight. And he was under an inferior covenant. You know, my, my mom, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, how they're going is, they're my heroes. They're my heroes, you know? They're my heroes. And uh, so I thank God for them. And I, you know, I thank God for what he did for my niece, Rachel. You know, he pulled her through. a. It was a little little challenging situation, you know? But God brought her victorious through. And now she has a, a, a beautiful, beautiful son, a beautiful nephew. No, he's my cousin. He's my second cousin. He's your nephew. Oh, he's my nephew. Oh, he's my he's second nephew. nephew. Okay. But now I have a beautiful second niece. Yes. So I'm a great uncle? I am a great uncle. <laughs> you are a super duper uncle. You know, and I, I, I shouldn't have started without, you know, I don't want to forget anybody, but I'm thankful for God for all of you that we've been praying for. and You're healed and you're whole and, and you're well provided for and you're well taken care of. So we yeah. thank God. If you can come and join us, join us Sunday at 10 o'clock at New Life Church. If not, we'll be live on my website starting at 9.45, pre, pre, pre-service music. And then we start at 10. On Facebook, we'll start with a, with a message, okay? And I have an important announcement to make. Important announcement to make. I hope this is okay with everybody. Starting next week, we're going to be broadcasting at 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock is going to give Lori and I enough time to, to get up, and we're going to be broadcasting from the church you know, like real people going into work, going into the office. We're going to be broadcasting from church where my equipment is a lot better. I have high-def cameras and whatnot. We, we want to make this broadcast, you know, as professional as, as, as God wants it to be. You know, even, but even now, it's, it's, I, we know it's blessing and it has an anointing. But starting next week, we're going to be broadcasting at 9 o'clock. For, so those, you know, you know like my mom, like my mother-in-law, you know, she's always, Sorry, I'm late again. <laughs> Because she likes to sleep, she can sleep in nine Me o'clock. Because most people, a lot, most people will view it later in the day anyway. So right. you know, does it just so? But nine o'clock. All right, we'll see you next. We'll see you Monday. I mean Sunday, hopefully. But if not, we'll see you next Tuesday at nine o'clock. We love you, you know, and walk in your blessings as you live in the rest and perfection and perfection. Amen.